Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast, hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. This podcast is dedicated to strength and conditioning, CrossFit, nutrition, weightlifting, powerlifting, health, and helping you to become better than yesterday. If you like our show, head over to the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Hey, guys. So uh, here's another little traveling podcast. I'm just leaving the chalk store, a.k.a. Mountain Equipment Co-op. This place used to be one of my favorite stores. Um, Before owning a gym, I spent so much time and so much money here that they used to give me quite a bit of money back at the end of the year um, because it is a co-op so super awesome store if you're looking for like outdoor stuff if you want like a, a bike or a kayak or canoe or any trail running or hiking stuff um, climbing gear like they've got everything books books on outdoor activities um, it's super cool if you've never been here it's uh it's right across from the, the Bell MTS Center, and um, yeah, lots of amazing stuff in here. But I, uh, I kind of was driving here, and I uh, had the music off, and I was just kind of, you know, sitting in silence, driving, uh, driving MEC here, and just thinking about, uh, yeah, just just a bunch of different stuff. And I happened to be driving down Main Street, and I was thinking back to almost five years ago, so in a month, um, it'll be five years, literally to the day, that uh, my mom phoned at uh, four o'clock in the morning, and uh, she said, Paul, like, uh, Shane's been in a motorcycle accident, and they don't know if he's going to make it, and um, you got to come pick me up. Like my dad was out of town, and my mom was just like, "I can't drive," and she just she was just too too freaked out and upset, and just like, yeah, just just going out of her mind um, with this phone call from I don't know if it was the hospital or the police or or whoever called her. But anyways, I was I was driving by that that spot on Main Street where. Uh, my brother, my youngest brother, Shane, ended up getting into his motorcycle accident. And I was just kind of thinking about that and reliving that and just kind of amazed at how the brain works. And, you know, you get, it's like replaying a video. Um, I, I don't, I, I was shown by the police how the accident happened and what they thought happened and stuff like that. Um, I got to see his bike laying there. Um this was after I'd been to the hospital. I wanted to go to the, the scene of the accident. Main Street here uh, was all blocked off and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I it just brought back memories and, and just, like, basically a, a video of, of that morning. And I just remember driving to pick my mom up and then our us getting down to Health Sciences Center and going in going into the emergency room. And uh, there were police standing outside of... Uh, outside of Shane's room because they didn't think he was going to make it and then it was going to be uh, you know like a, a big investigation and stuff like that so he wasn't drinking he didn't have any alcohol in his body in his blood or anything like that and um, yeah it was uh, they, they had the whole scene closed off because it was like you know if he didn't make it then they were going to uh, they were going to I guess figure out exactly what happened or whatever and anyways um when my mom and I got there, we went in to see him, and he was just—he was just so banged up, his his face and uh, 
and just his body and everything was bleeding and and the police outside had his helmet um and I, I looked at his helmet and the thing was just destroyed like it was it was totally just smashed up and like it was blown away that Shane was was still alive um so it turns out when he got into his accident um there was another car that was like nearby and they got out and they were they were ready to help him and it was actually somebody somebody that Shane knew not very well but I guess they were an acquaintance and um and they didn't they didn't know what to do they were going to take his helmet off and someone said like don't don't take it off they were they were about to call 911 and an ambulance drove by like a block down the street and they just started screaming for it and the ambulance came and and picked him up and uh you know he uh so when we we went to the hospital and the, they had done tons of x-rays and checking out his what was what bro- bones were broken and he'd be able to to recount this better than better than me but um they they were telling us all the bones that were broken, all the vertebrae in his spine that were that were fractured. Uh, he had seven of his vertebrae fused. I think it was uh, in his thoracic and lumbar area. Just rods and plates and screws put in. Um, he was told he had a one percent chance of ever walking again, and um, it was uh, it was pretty scary. Uh, my my dad ended up like driving home I can't remember I think he was in Seven Sisters or something like that and like started driving home when we we got a hold of him um my brothers like the the hospital had told us like you know everyone should come down to see him before uh they should come down to see him right away and um it turned out like he was he was actually holding stable um, they ended up doing a, a surgery I don't know how many hours it was 14 or something crazy like that maybe it was longer um infused his vertebrae and and everything um I I remember when we were in the room when my mom and I were in the room we were talking to him I was trying to trying to lighten the mood a bit trying to get him to laugh and stuff like that and he was he was you know his with his arm he was like punching me and stuff like that and and he doesn't remember any of that but um yeah I was uh I was just trying to you know get him to laugh and stuff and uh and uh, I was trying to get him, like I was touching his feet, and I was asking him to move his toes, and he said he couldn't couldn't feel his legs at all, and that was that was pretty scary for for all of us. There was so much swelling going on and stuff in his in his spine that he was um, that he just didn't have any any feeling, couldn't couldn't move, and uh, we were pretty we were all pretty freaked out by that, and thought like literally he was he was going to be paralyzed, and from what the doctors had said, like we we didn't know how things were going to go. Um, so with all that being said, uh, Shane went through his surgery and then he was, he was going through physio. Uh, it was, it was days after his surgery, there were physiotherapists coming in, trying to get him to do stuff, upper body, trying to get him to move his feet and stuff. And, and just how challenging it was for him, how, how much, how tired he got just trying to like move his, his feet. And after, after a few days, like the feet were starting to move a little bit more. He was able to, he was able to start, uh, you know, move, moving his legs, like sort of gas pedal movement and then bending his knees a little and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was cool. He wasn't getting a lot of movement, but there was some, there was something going on there, which was awesome. And, um, 
the thing that that I really flash back to is like seeing him in these physio sessions and he was uh he was a competitive bodybuilder leading up to that so he would bust his ass in the gym he's got you know uh 10,000 followers on on Instagram and stuff and he's he's constantly posting his like bodybuilding stuff um which is pretty pretty awesome like leading up to this and then um after getting injured he ended up getting uh or he uh he took that that work ethic and put that into his recovery and he'd be going down to the uh to the physio in the hospital uh every day like two three times a day and I remember talking to one of his physiotherapists who had been there for 25 years and the guy was like in my 25 years of being here I have never seen anyone work this hard or push this hard and it went from like Shane laying on the the a plinth uh just trying to get his legs to move to like sitting up again to to standing with like multiple people holding on to him um, hooked up to a harness walking on a treadmill and then hooked up to uh, just a, a waist belt where some one of the therapists or one of us would hold on to the waist belt to help him out as he was you know learning and learning how to walk again um, and then it was like no waist belt and just like a walker and then cane or crutches and then a cane and then nothing and uh and being told that he had that like one percent chance that he was ever going to walk again he he took that and he's like all right like i'm going to apply my my work ethic my bodybuilding um mindset my uh never quit mindset and he he busted his ass to to get you know get moving again get walking and, and regain that and i know even now he's not exactly where he wants to be and i'm sure he he wants to be further than he is but at the same time I know that uh, you know he's got to keep in mind how far he has come where he was supposed to be and uh, and what he's accomplished and I think it's it's incredible Um, you know thinking about thinking about all he did to kind of get back to to where he is now is is unbelievable and I know we're all super proud of him and I know that you know my mom is too and they their relationship grew a lot closer um while you know Shane was recovering he was in the hospital from August so it was my birthday uh end of August until uh January I believe is when he came home mid-January and it was pretty it was pretty insane that he was able to uh you know, he stayed in the hospital that long. He went to physio like two, three times a day for months just to kind of get back um, some of that functionality. And he he busted his ass every day. And I just think about when people say they, they can't do something or it's too hard. And it's not that it's they can't do it or that it's too hard. It's that they, they don't choose. They choose not to do it. They don't push themselves Um, They don't get uncomfortable. They don't bust their ass or literally just bleed for it to to push themselves through it. I look through at people when we were in uh, the ICU when Shane came out of surgery and he was literally like like a a freaking balloon because he had so much fluid in him and running into him. And 
I I stopped counting after like 10 hoses like coming from IV units into all these plugs that were hanging out of him and just looked at him and I was looking at other people in the ICU and just like clinging, clinging to life and um, some of them were in accidents some of them it was old age some of them it could have been you know disease or whatever but walking through there and looking through there and looking at, you know, at, at the battles, at the demons, all those people were fighting was completely, uh, unbelievable to see. And you don't know, you know, what the end result was for a lot of those people. If they came out of it, if they, if they, you know, stayed in there or didn't make it out of there, um, alive. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, incredible that you get like, you know, a little, a little flash of something just driving by and like all that came back and it just, you know, reminded me of when I hear people like, Oh, I've, you know, I've done everything I can to try, you know, getting fitter or healthier or losing weight or whatever. And I'm like thinking, you know what? I, I, I believe that you've, you know, tried, but I don't believe that, that it's impossible for you. I, I do believe that there is a way for you to, to get to where you want to be, but it's, it's got to be something that you want bad enough. You've got to have a, a good enough reason to want it. And you've got to really put everything you possibly can into it day after day after day until you get the end result that you want. It's not try for a week and then give up. If Shane busted his ass in physio for a week and gave up, he wouldn't be where he is today. But he was going in and he was busting his ass, you know, constantly to, to get back some functionality. And even now I know he's still working at it and trying to get more functional and, uh, and, and pushing himself to, to find out what his limits are. And I don't think that he's, he's reached a plateau. Um, I, I think he's still got, you know, a long way to go. He's still got more functionality to regain and to, to get better um and and get more quality of life back but um uh, yeah it was just something that you know I had thought of when I drove past that point where I uh where I went by after the hospital um that day when he had gone into surgery and I had talked to some of the police there and they showed me kind of what they had what they had thought happened and where Shane had driven his head into one of those big ass concrete planters. And they said his boots flew off. He hit that thing so hard and his, his legs flipped up over his body. So imagine your head going into a wall and then you doing a bridge where your legs actually bend up and over the body and his boots flew off, uh, from his motorcycle boots flew off because of that. And, uh, and he, he lived through it. So, um, just something that I had completely, uh, you know, just replayed in my head as I was like going to, to MEC. And this was like within a, where the accident happened to MEC is within like a three, four minute drive. So, you know, all that stuff comes back and it's like, holy shit. Like you think of everything that he's done over the past few years to get back to where he is, like where he started. And, um, you know, this, this really goes into what we do every day in the gym, whether, you know, you're trying to get fitter, stronger, healthier, um, more mobile, better quality of life or, or lose weight. Like, you know, don't think of where you are, you know, right now and where you're going to be tomorrow. Think of how far you've come, whether you started like a month ago or six months ago, a year, two years, three years, five years, 
think about how far you've come since then and just think about, you know, be honest with yourself. Am I giving it everything I possibly can to get what I want out of this? Or do I need to kind of assess where I'm at, um, assess what I'm doing and just see if there's other tweaks that can be made, little things that are going to take me that much further and, uh, and, you know, get me that much more quality of life and, uh, and get me to my goals. Because if there's little things that you can do every day to get you a little bit better that add up, then put in that work. Yeah, it might take time. It might take effort. But, you know, if it's going towards a goal that you want bad enough, then put in the work. It'll be worth it in the end. And it's not sacrificing anything if it's something that you really want and that is really important to you. So anyways, just some thoughts from me driving around just to get chalk for the gym. So hopefully you'll take something away from that. Um, I know I will, and it'll be fresh in my mind when I get up and go train tomorrow morning. So have a great day, everyone. Great night whenever you're listening to this. And uh, I hope you're all just a little bit better than yesterday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning and Stark CrossFit. If you have any ideas for a guest you'd like to hear on our show, or if you have any questions you'd like answered, please send them to us at info at starkstrength.com. Take care, everyone.